I'm Danielle Levine, and you're listening to The Future Effect. The Future Effect is a weekly podcast bringing you the latest news and updates in Florida's child welfare system. This podcast is brought to you by the Future Effect Political Committee, a bipartisan effort to give Floridians an opportunity to get involved in the legislative and political process on behalf of Florida's children. Well, friends, we're back. And so we are recording today, April 30th, although you will receive this uh, next week, which will either be Monday or Tuesday at this point. always depends on how that stuff goes. Uh, But today is the last day a legislative session. So... Do we have updates for you? But I guess first we should do our names and who we are. So I am Danielle Levine. I'm Joe Durso. And I'm Sarah Names. So guys, let's talk about the budget. No. <laughs> no? I don't wanna, what do you I, mean I no? I don't want to jinx it. Things are so good right now. I don't want to jinx it. When is it official? Isn't it pretty much like where there should be no major it's changes? It's never official. At this it's never point, official. Right? It's it's never official until it's been passed and it's been signed. But uh, they are well within their seventy-two hour period. They're coming up on the end of their seventy-two hour period, and the budget amendment that we were able to work uh, to get included in the budget uh, includes uh, sixteen million dollars plus for uh cbc's across the state who saw spikes in costs a lot of it related to COVID, and so a lot of operating deficits are being removed uh, or being eliminated and so it's really really good news it is a big big win for a Mm -hmm. lot of cbc's especially uh, in central florida and in west florida in tampa and sarasota and so uh we are very very lucky and we are just praying that nothing crazy happens because sometimes crazy can happen up there. Uh, but we are really hopeful that at this point we're far enough in the process that the budget will be passed today and the governor will sign it. And uh, we will live to fight another day and to serve more <laughs> children. Yes. So this budget item, again, was really our top legislative priority for this session. So us being able to achieve this is, for our team, a, a really great success. And again, as Joe mentioned, not having this money would have meant some CBCs were going to have to make some really, really difficult decisions uh, when it came to serving kids and how they were operating because of this deficit. So uh, this is a big deal. This is a huge win. It is. It You're is. very we're calm really... about this. Your voice very, is well, very just like, this well, is cautious. Well, it's because you don't. You seriously don't want to jinx it. That's the crazy part. Um, no, it is. It's a huge win. And it was um, – there's never any guarantees in Tallahassee ever. Um, and so whenever you do get a win like this, uh, you don't take it for granted. You know it's a lot of hard work that the team put in. Uh, we have some great advocates in Tallahassee that we work with that were really uh, working hard with members of the House, members of the Senate, a lot of staff members across the legislature – um, and so it was really, it's really exciting and it really is a big win for us. Um, and, uh, we're really grateful that we were able to work it out this year. So, um, but like I said before, there are, uh, no guarantees in Tallahassee. And so a great example of that, of course, is our gap language. So the gap language that we've been working on, 
uh, we thought we had a pretty good uh, hold on it. We had uh, developed some pretty solid numbers based on enrollment patterns for kids in guardianship getting this new Medicaid program, this uh, uh, more expansive Medicaid program. Uh, not to be confused with expanding Medicaid. Mm -hmm. right. They already get Medicaid. So this yeah. is a just a different type of Medicaid that's meant for their higher end, more intense needs. Um, and we thought we had a pretty good plan. We saw a lot of support from a lot of uh, legislators, both Democrat and Republican. So we really thought we were in a good way. Um, and ironically, we thought the budget item was in trouble. And <laughs> turns out the budget yeah. item got in and the gap language we're going to have to probably revisit next year. Um, because it just doesn't look like it's going to be able to go this year. So, um, yeah, we're, you know, it's kind of a mixed blessing this year. Uh, the bigger picture item passed, which is great because mm -hmm. it means yeah. that a lot of kids are going to continue to be able to receive really good services, but, um, the Medicaid language we're going to have to revisit next year because those kids definitely, those kids in guardianship definitely deserve, uh, and certainly need, uh, that higher end uh, quality care uh, in the Medicaid, in the child welfare specialty plan. And so um, we'll be back, back at it shortly. Sometime in the next couple of months, we'll start a whole new round of meetings and we'll get back up there and start talking to folks and see if we can't get it done this year this or this coming year. Yeah. And it seems like the main reason that gap kind of came to a standstill was because there is a some misinformation or a lack of understanding about what the true costs of having those kids be eligible and enroll in the child welfare specialty plan would be. So we have our homework for the next year is really having those meetings with those key stakeholders so that we can make sure everyone is on the same page, has the same kind of information uh, to understand what the financial impact will be. So hopefully our next legislative session, we can go ahead and Make this come to fruition. Third time's a charm, right? Well, we have absolutely, we have already developed a huge legislative agenda for next year. We're not even done with this year yet. We're already talking about next year. Um, <laughs> but we already have five or six items for next year's legislative agenda. The gap language, uh, the nationalization um, of the uh, child welfare specialty plan, right? Getting states across the country to adopt a similar plan um, for their kids. Uh, making the keys to independence program that's been adopted in Washington uh, or you know something similar to it permanent across the country, uh, changing the funding formula at the state level to make sure that CBCs are not only funded properly, but also they're rewarded for good behavior. They're rewarded for closing adoptions and keeping families together and focusing on prevention, all things that uh, we love to see in the child welfare system. And so we have a pretty aggressive agenda already in place yeah. for next year. Um, and so after today, hopefully we'll be able to get through and there won't be any surprises. Sarah and I and um, you are obviously watching all of that pretty closely. But after today, uh, we hopefully will uh, uh, take a little break because we've all <laughs> we all deserve it. Uh, and then uh, we'll get back to it. That is true. So let's talk about. Some of those people that we want to thank because we cannot do this without the support of our elected officials and those that advocate for us and the legislature and so let's name some folks that we're really appreciative of for being a champion for children this go round oh there were there were a couple that really um really kind of stood out so uh, of course senator aaron bean who uh has just always been a pretty tireless advocate for kids 
um, State Representative David Smith, uh, State Representative Camille Brown. Um, Smith and Brown are from Orlando. They're from our area, our, our service area. So they are huge mm-hmm. champions for kids. Um, Sarah, who else am I missing? I know there's just been a ton of people that we've worked with that have just been really, really on it. Yeah. Um, I, I think it goes without saying, um, you know, we'll give props to the advocates of child welfare this session, um, Broder and Book. Um, they have, you know, been able to be a part of that process of, of just making sure child welfare is in the front and center. Um, I mean, we've had so many conversations from Representative Rick Roth, uh, Senator Garcia, Senator Ana Maria Rodriguez. Um, mm-hmm. Yes. So Representative Fred Hawkins, he is a freshman. Um, he was brought in at the 11th hour uh, by some of our Tallahassee team to figure out where to put gap in, <laughs> um, but also uh, make sure from a budget standpoint, we were good. So a little special shout out to him. Um, and uh, yeah, there's, there's been a lot of champions across the board, um, Senate and house that we can really, you know, look to next year and, and try to revitalize some of our work that has already existed in gap. Um, also give a shout out to Senator Stewart, but specifically, um, her team that really did a good job connecting with us. Um, And uh, yeah, I I think, you know, once we figure out our, our lane for next session, um, you know, those allies can really, uh, can really step forward and we can get the ball rolling again. Well, I think it's important outside of elected officials too. I think it's important at a time like this to thank the advocates who lobbied on our behalf and who really were aggressive in trying to organize a good campaign strategy around getting this stuff done. So uh, folks like Oscar Anderson, folks like Chris Dudley, um, you know, uh, Melissa Akison, um, Albert Polito, uh, he- Albert Polito, Heather Turnbull, Alison Carvajal, all of those folks uh, uh, really did yeoman's work. I mean, and it, it's a lot. It's a, when they have, a, they have other clients and it's mm-hmm. a lot, when you've got bills flying in the House, bills flying in the Senate, people telling you one thing and doing another, um, a lot of debate going on over budget numbers and who's right and who's wrong and all this other stuff. And it really uh, it really takes a lot to, to, to keep all that uh, controlled. And they really did a, an unbelievable job uh, helping us out. So uh, to all those folks at Southern, Reuben, uh, Anfield, and Ramba, uh, thank you because they did uh, amazing work for us on behalf of a lot of really, uh, uh, really good kids who need, need our help, so. Yes, thank you to all of our elected officials, all of those folks that you just mentioned. We really, we could not do what we do and advocate for kids without those relationships and without those advocates that are up there in Tallahassee, really being able to help make this magic happen. Because as I'm sure that you all have uh, over the last couple of weeks. The legislative session can be a whole beast. And as Joe mentioned, there is a lot to keep track of. And it can really be difficult, especially with so many changes happening at the drop of a hat. And so being able to have those folks who are up there, who are advocating, who are really just on top of it, they're the ones that really allow us to serve our kids in the best way possible. So it sounds like we have a lot of thank you cards that we will be writing over the next week or two. (laughs) 
So guys, let's talk about our federal items going on with Keys and Child Welfare Specialty Plan because we had a really great meeting this week with Congressman Darren Soto, who is here representing uh, our area of Florida up in Washington. So Joe, let, tell us how those meetings went. How are you feeling about them? So the federal meetings have all gone really, really well. Uh, Representative Soto, Congressman Soto, uh, is, you know, when he was a state house member, a state senator, he was a, another one who's a real advocate for kids, uh, helped us when we uh, started creating the Child Welfare Specialty Plan, helped us when we started creating Keys to Independence. He was a big proponent of both of those programs as a, one of our hometown legislators. Um, and so he was uh, really proactive and has always been a, a champion for kids. So now at the federal level, he has offered to take leadership uh, or agreed to take leadership in those issues at the national level, right? So the, the idea of having a child welfare specialty plan in every state in the country to support kids, the idea of making sure that every kid in the foster care system that's eligible uh, is able to earn a driver's license, so that they have that extra level of independence. Those are things that he valued as a state uh, legislator, and now he values them as a congressman. And so we had a really positive meeting. He and his staff are uh, you know, working with our team now to try and uh, get those things done. And on top of that, we had a great meeting with uh, Commissioner Aisha Schomburg from uh, the Administration for Children and Families, who is you know, really kind of the implementing arm for some of these things, right? Once Congress gives the government permission to do things, the Department of Health and Human Services and really the Children's Bureau and the Administration for Children and Families are the ones who kind of put meat on the bones and implement the law. Um, and so they are really positive on those issues as well, uh, both the, the Child Welfare Specialty Plan and the KEYS, uh, the Driver's License Program. And so, yeah, the, the things are moving the right way in Washington, too. And so we've it's been a really good year so far legislatively. I mean, if you yeah. think about think about some of the things we've been able to accomplish, if you if you take our legislative year, which is generally July 1st through June 30th, we've been able to start serious conversations about improving Medicaid in Florida um, for kids and child welfare and um, have serious conversations about expanding a specialized program across the country. We've been able to make KEYS a federal program, a national program, a driver's license program. Uh, we're working towards making that permanent. Uh, we've been able to get our budget amendment through at the state level. It's been a really, really good year, and it continues to get better as the federal folks uh, uh, are more and more receptive to some of these ideas. So it's been, it's good. All, all good so far. Yeah, no, this has been, I think, just about as well as we could imagine things going. So we're just praying that we are able to continue to advocate. People are continue to listen and really be receptive to our message. So that way we can start to see some progress and hopefully uh, some language with Keys and the Child Workers Specialty Plan moving over the next, next year or two. That would be absolutely incredible. But the work that we've been able to do so far is is really right on target and so we're really pleased with how things have been going oh i think that's it is there anything else that we wanted to talk about i know we said three things i think we just talked about two am i missing one uh nope. no it was Soto was budget. Yeah. yeah yeah we got it yeah we got there it. we go so i think we're good all right 
and wow. remember. That, has, <laughs> that has been your weekly recap to round out legislative session. Uh, from this point forward, we will probably be going to a bi-weekly uh, podcast session just because now that the hustle and bustle of session is over, things will be calming down just a little bit, uh, which is nice for our team to be able to have a breather. So if you want to learn more about who we are, what we do, you can find us online, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram at FL, and our website is FutureEffect.org. If you like this podcast, please give us a five-star rating and review so that way we are able to reach more listening ears. And remember... There you go. I was like... I was waiting. I wasn't sure. I wasn't sure what's happening. (laughs) And remember... I wasn't sure what's going on. Uh, What we do together today creates a bright and resilient tomorrow for all. This is The Future Effect. See you next time.